Conversation Hat Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Conversation Hat Podcast. Podcast for geeks, artists, and terrible people. And spooky boys. Spooky boys and normal, polite girls. Being spooky over there is my colleague Ben. Spooky! Yes. Embed today's keyword. Being Liam over there is my co-host, Spooky Liam. <laughs> Hello, yes. Uh, podcast for geeks, ghouls, ghouls, ghouls and ghouls and terrible ghouls. Spooky ghouls. Ghouls, ghouls, ghouls. Uh, for ghouls, ghouls, ghouls. Falling apart on the sun dance strip forgot what it's called sunset strip i don't know never been don't care um yes it's spooky i'm spooky you're spooky ben is spooky a hundred percent of everything is spooky um that guy standing behind you is spooky <gasps> that's just kind that's an example of the kind of uh, spooky cool stuff that might happen on the conversation hat spook cast what spook cast yeah, I think that's enough keywords for now. I think we've done that to death now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> done it to death. Death spooky. That's it. Oh, oh that's a spooky. that's another one. <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, hello, wonderful people. It's the monthly live stream podcast recording. Uh, we're live to Twitch, YouTube, and apparently Twitter. Um, don't know how I did that. Oh really? I know. I really, I really, I really um, fell upwards. Um, Oh, we got imagine some... all the re- retweets and racism that might be happening. Oh, good. My two favourite things. Um, we've got some uh, spooky mysteries to share with you. And according to this list that I wrote down about half an hour ago, Ben's going to go first. Ben, what you got for us, buddy? I am going to go first. What I have for you... Mm-hmm. It's been vaguely unprepared. <laughs> Hooray. No, I'm not reeling. It's fine. Hooray. I'm here. What we're doing is uh, we're going through some spooky, spooky tales, unsolved mysteries, supernatural occurrences. I'm not sure. Liam and I haven't spoken about them beforehand, so I'm going unsolved mysteries. Odd shit. This is actually kind of sounds like the beginning of a horror movie, to be honest. Yep. From 1917 to 1928. Just over and almost 100 years ago, uh, 500,000 people were afflicted with a condition known as the sleeping sickness. Latin name is there. <laughs> Give it a go. Encephalis lethargia. Lethargica. Oh, lethargica, like lethargy. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Nice. And the first word, like something yeah, else. Yeah, something a different word. Uh, it appeared first in Europe, uh, spread around the world, getting to epidemic levels in New uh, North America and India, mm-hmm. along with our our our, our 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 Europe that we've already mentioned. Uh, in just two years, about a third of the people who got the illness dead. Whoa. Okay. of the survivors were unable to physically interact with the world around them. They were fully aware of their surroundings. See, it's like that bit that happens sometimes in horror films. Where they can't move, Mm -hmm. but all the badness is happening. Uh, Occasionally, limited speech, eye movement, 
Laughter has been added into this list, which I think is trying to make the whole thing a bit more cheerful. But it still sucks, because that can go on for hours, days, weeks, and years just being stuck. Whoa. A living statue. Yeah. Like those men in market squares. Yeah, but every time you put a 5p in, <laughs> they don't move about. Ah, right, okay. That's the main difference yeah. between... Did they try that? You know, illness and art? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely art with a question mark. Um, they've no idea what causes it. Okay. Uh, the best theory that we've got is um, the inflammation of the brain, triggered by streptococcus. Uh, excuse me. Uh, triggered by a strain of streptococcus, which is what gives you a sore throat. Right. Yeah. A little worrying recording uh, researching this because I have a sore throat at the moment. Oh, it's not shit. COVID because I did the test. I had a hell of a time doing the test this morning actually. Oh yeah. You know, you got to put the the juice in the little drippy thing, and then you put the lid on the drippy thing, and then you drip the drippy thing onto the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, putting the lid onto the drippy thing, and it just fired across the room. Oh, no. Not the liquid, the actual plastic yeah. thing itself just flew away from me. I mean, that's better than just the liquid going everywhere. Kind of, yeah. but either way, I had to do it again, which was, yeah. was annoying. Yeah. Yeah, best guess, mutated, sore throat. Made you attack the brain and you freeze. Whoa. That's really scary. Especially if you're aware of your surroundings. It's not like you're just in a coma. The scariest thing... Mm. This wasn't a one-off. Oh. That was about 100 years ago. North America, Europe and... Did I say India? You did. I think I said yeah. India. Illness then disappeared. Turned up again in Europe in the 1950s. Okay. Uh, ten years ago, a 12-year-old girl was hospitalised in China for five weeks. It's still there. But that, so We don't know how, we don't know why, but it will find you. So, yeah, that one recently in China is just a standalone one-off dealio, implicitly. As far as I'm aware. Okay. Weird. I'm guessing because... I think, I think in um, parts of Asia, like, obviously, we are now new to the face masks over the last two years. Mm -hmm. But I, th I think in um, certain parts of Asia, it's very much a, you get a bit sick. You pop a face mask on so other people don't get sick. Politeness. So maybe it was, you know, contained yeah. that way. Or maybe it's just mentioning the 12-year-old girl because it was five weeks. Yes. But it's still about. Wow. That's pretty scary. Um, there was a 2004 analysis of 20 patients that had symptoms remarkably similar to EL, or sleeping disease. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, it's still about. Cool. It's still there. Fun. What's it planning? Who knows? But it's going to win at them kids' parties where you play musical statues. I don't think it's planning anything. I think it's just a, a virus that spreads. I don't think it's sentient. I hope it's not sentient. That would be spooky. <gasps> If it is, it's coming for you because you just called it dumb. Yes, I did just call it dumb. Um, I don't know. That, that sounds very restful. Um, <laughs> no, I sincerely do not want that. That sounds awful. Um, yeah, it really sucks. At least it's. At least it sounds like it, when it does reappear, it's gradually diminishing in size. So that's nice. Um, probably not due for a resurgence or anything. Um, who knows? We handled the the last pandemic really well. 
So uh, we'll probably nail the next one. That was over in like a couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, I barely felt it. Minimal. There's no, 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 no bad things. It didn't inexplicably destroy every industry in the country. Um, it could pass you by without you even noticing. Thank God we have strong and stable rather than bacon sandwich boy. Anyway, that's really cool. Like, I mean, horrifying, but like a uh, cool story. I'm. Uh, it seems like the sort of thing that would be better known because it is so inexplicable or like. Do you think they don't talk about it because it's, it's proper scary? <laughs> I, I feel like it's probably a little bit of... Like, don't talk about it because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But it... I don't know. I guess it's sort, sort of like how when you were younger you thought that quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem in your life. Oh, quicksand came up, like, daily, man. I was ready for that. But quicksand would be a more dramatic TV. Yes. You know, mechanic, yeah. whereas this just all of a sudden, oh, yeah, not as not as dramatic, not as good, yeah, just pop him on the back of the wagon and off you go, yeah, exactly. Fun, wow, good story. I'd be interested to see if you can, like, sort of feel it coming on, like, it does it slowly, so you could just quick do something cool. <laughs> of course, we did. Uh... I thought you were going for the fingers as well. I was going to go for the fingers and then thought, what if you die like that and you have to, you know... What if you're dead like that? Then you can just be repositioned, can't you? Maybe. Because I know that Rigamortis... Would you be posable whilst yeah. you were in your sleepy statue state? Well, how do they get you in the coffin otherwise? What I meant when you were alive. Right. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't Or if you froze while you were falling, you'd just be in a really weird position. Emma says they uh, sound a bit like zombies. It does a little bit. Is it like the opposite of a zombie? Because you're perfectly in control of your brain, but like you can't move anything else as opposed to zombies, which I guess is your body's moving, but you're not in control of your brain. Or you're not in your brain. I don't know. I think you're pretty much dead with zombies. Yes. But your body's alive, which is nice. Um, so there's my scary sleepy thing. Yeah, scary sleepy thing. Like night terrors. I've got, um, my, my stories are kind of uh, historical. 1861. Cast your mind back. Cast your mind back. It was my minus 130th birthday. <laughs> it nearly was. Oh, podcast <laughs> listeners won't be able to see that. But just the constant. Little, little mouth moving as his brow furrowed. and <laughs> He just started leaning slightly off camera. Doing just... Yeah, I had to do some basic maths and I couldn't. Um, I nearly did it and then I forgot to add 100. Um, 1861, there was a merchant ship called the Amazon uh, launched from what we now know as uh, Nova Scotia, North America. There were some troubles getting it into the sea. Uh, for some reason, it wouldn't budge from the, uh, the wooden supports it lives in. Um, I guess they just didn't kick it hard enough. Um, the ship's first captain uh, caught pneumonia and died. Uh, the ship then had a series of accidents and eventually ran aground six years after its um, first launch. So a troubled troubled childhood for this uh, little boat. Uh, little boat, like a schooner, I think it was, like a ten-person boat, I guess. So not like a huge ship, but like not like a little paddling not a, boat. Not a big boat, but you wouldn't want one of them up your nose for a walk. Yeah, no, if, if it ran you over, you'd feel it, <laughs> I guess. So it ran aground six years after it was first launched, and it was so screwed up that uh, the investors, the, the people that basically built the boat and owned it, just 
couldn't afford repairs. Um, they couldn't even afford to transport it off the rocks it got stuck on. Uh, if it were a car, you'd say it was written off and left in a ditch. Uh, eventually, the ship was moved and sold to a chip called Richard W. Haynes, who had to replace the entire bottom of the boat, replace the rigging, uh, the sails, pretty much everything. Um, and that's just a bit of background because it could be that the, the boat itself was cursed. Uh, I mean, probably it not. It sounds like he should have just started with the new boat. You just start make with a new, new boat. one. But I guess it's like, if it, I guess it's easier if you already have like the blueprint of something, you just gradually replace everything with better stuff rather than having to think, right, here's a tree, how do I carve a boat out of it? Um, I mean, I'm sure it would really lend itself if this story suddenly became spooky. Oh, dip. Um, do you know about the ship of Theseus, Ben? This is a slight tangent. Um, I do. I love the um, the conundrum of the... Uh, it's, what, was, what was the name of the ship? Uh, of Theseus. Am, am a stump thing. Yes. <laughs> the, the, just the Of Theseus. The USS Theseus. Theseus' ship is in the... Uh, is in the museum, but mm. because it's very, very old, the uh, planks get replaced yeah. when they reach a certain bit of deterioration. And the paradox is yeah. if the sh when the ship gets to the point where every single beam has been replaced, is it still the original yeah. ship? And the answer is both no and yes. The the overall, the answer is who gives a shit. But it's it's a fun conundrum. Um, yeah, I think the uh, the way it was told to me was that if you had a boat and you gradually replaced the parts and then put the original parts in a big boat shaped pile over there, you're then left with two boats. So you're like, well, which is the ship of Theseus? Is it the pile of the original parts that's not currently in a boat shape, or is it this boat shaped thing that has none of the original parts? And the answer is doesn't matter. Don't worry, it's not even relevant to. Uh, to this story, other than that's kind of what happened to the uh, to the Amazon, a little bit. You can get to a thought experiment, whereas if you take away the person removing the planks, and if the planks ended up being replaced by some force of nature, something yeah. that no one has anything control over, is that still the ship? Again, the answer is still yes and no. Yeah. A very fun way that's a lot more on our level is Trigger's broom from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> right. Yeah. And my broom has had 14 new handles and 17 new heads in its time. So how the hell is it the same bloody broom? Here's a picture of it. It's yep. the same broom. you got to take a but picture totally of it. But it totally isn't, but yeah. it is. Yeah, no, that's exactly the same thing, just with two parts. So I guess it's easier for uh, an Only Fools and Horses bit. Um, so that's what happened to the, this boat, the Amazon. All the parts were eventually replaced, or at least a lot of the parts. Um Richard W. Haynes, the, the current owner, renamed the boat the Mary Celeste. <gasps> I've heard of that you one. probably have heard of Mary Celeste or the Mary Celeste. Um, the boat was uh, shortly after the renaming uh, reclaimed by uh, Haynes' creditors as he was in an assload of debt. Uh, and it was sold to a Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs, a good, <gasps> responsible and deeply religious man. Ben I mean, that's ask. a name for someone to own a boat, isn't it? Spooner Schooner. Benjamin Spooner Briggs. Yeah. Um, 
November 1872, the Mary Celeste was loaded up with 1,700 barrels of industrial alcohol, the kind of thing you give to a printing press to get drunk. Because it's the 1800s. It's the turn of the printing press. Is it good? Yeah? I think so. I'm, I didn't look up when the printing press was, but that feels was, right. What, was it supposed to be funny? No, I mean, it was It was more of like a... Huh. What, was, was it funny, and was it supposed to be? It, I think objectively that was a joke, but I don't think it was funny. It's a routine delivery from New York to Genoa in Italy. N nothing out of the ordinary about it. It sounds like that's a weird thing to have on a boat. It is not. That happened all the heck in time. Uh, there were ten people aboard. It was a crew of seven, plus the captain himself and his wife and their daughter. December 4th. British ships. So uh, Mary Celeste launched in November. And then December, early December, British ship De Gratia spots the Mary Celeste 500 miles west of Portugal in the Atlantic Ooh. Ocean. So I want you to imagine... That's not Italy. It's it's not. I mean, when you started out in New York, you're closer, right? <laughs> kind of the I Mediterranean. Guess. So if you pick... I mean, you're, you're either closer or inland. Certainly. And that's not where boats thrive. Uh, so if you picture the uh, the lump of Spain with Portugal on the end... And then if you go um, west uh, by 950, isles, uh, 950 miles, you've got the, uh, the Azores Islands. So in between the Azores Islands and Portugal, almost exactly halfway, was just floating around this boat, the Mary Celeste. Um, it was moving weirdly, so the De Gracia, the British ship, signalled it and got no response. So they sent three dudes to go and have a look. There is no one on board. This is an empty ship. The lifeboat is missing, but the stores, the food, the captain's navigational tools are all, are all in place where they should be. Nothing is knocked oh. over. Nothing's broken. There wasn't like a mad rush to get the fuck off this ship. Everything's where it should be. Um, the the only thing is that there were nine empty barrels of the uh, of the cargo of the seventeen hundred. Nine of them were empty. Oh. Must have been those printing presses. Um, ha, um, but that's the <laughs> somebody help. Um, so, but that's the thing about barrels. They get seepage. That's why we don't use barrels anymore. We use Tupperware because barrels seep in it. So nine barrels out of 1,700 is pretty good going. Um, it's not the end of the world. The ship's logs um, are recorded more or less every hour um, for you know situations exactly like this when there's a boat and you want to know what happened to this boat. That's why you have the ship's logs. Um, so the ship log recorded that at 8 a.m., of November the 25th, so 10 days previous, they were six miles south of the Azores. And there was nothing out of the ordinary. So remember when we pictured Spain and we have Portugal and then uh, 950 miles to the west, you have the Azores. So they were... So they drifted just about 444 miles. Uh, so they somehow managed to make it um, around the, the southernmost island of the Azores, they made it around the other side and then floated north uh, east. Or they floated east for a while and then floated north for a while. Like, 
something like that. They got where they were. So they were just south of the Azores, and there was nothing out of the ordinary. Like the, the ship's log literally says, we're six miles south of the Azores and in a boat. You know, perfectly normal. So somewhere between 8 and, I guess, 9 a.m., which is when the next log would have been recorded, have been. somewhere between 8 and 9 a.m. on November the 25th, something happened that forced the, uh, the crew of seven plus three to calmly, but very quickly, get on a lifeboat and leave. Because everything was left on the boat, so it would have been a quick exit, but nothing was mm. knocked over, so it, I guess it would have been a very calm exit. It wasn't a panicked one. No, no, yeah, so like it was fast, but it was pretty calm. If it was a pirate takeover, which is something that happens, nothing was knocked over. And, or, or taken, or by taken. The sounds of it. Like the cargo was where it should be. No blood, nothing out of place. Um, maybe they were worried about the industrial alcohol exploding, but this was a routine job. They did this kind of thing all the time, and Captain Benjamin had been doing this for 18 years. So he probably knew that the barrels were fine. And that's the mystery of the Mary Celeste. We don't know what happened. Mm. We don't get to know. That's the problem with mysteries, isn't it? It's very unsatisfying. It's like when you watch the uh, the mystery series on Netflix, and you're like, yeah, I want to know yeah. what happened. You're like, you don't get to. And we've wasted your time. You've Good wasted night, credits roll. Yeah, exactly. Not for you. But some of those have now been They solved. have been solved, thanks to Reddit or whatever. Netflix and things make... Solving crime! Netflix and crime. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ben, have you got another story for us, buddy? I have got, I've got a... I'm going to do you... I'm going to do you a twofer. <laughs> Two little brief boys. Have you seen Clint Eastwood's 2008 film Changeling? I have. It's not weird, what I thought it was. Weird, 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 um... Forgot the word. Don't worry. Just carry on. Ignore me. It's fine. Name, thing, something. Weird flex. Um, I thought that it was going to be like some supernatural, spooky dooky stuff. But it is It is a true crime story. Uh-huh. From the 1920s in Murka. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christine Collins reported her nine-year-old son, Walter, mm -hmm. missing. Oh, no. In uh, March of 1928. Uh, they lived in L.A. Mm -hmm. Just weren't just weren't there anymore. Ah. Five months later, the police came back and went, look, we found Walter. He is your son. Okay. And Christine, Christine said, no, it isn't. Right. Because it wasn't. Y yeah. you got to trust LA a woman police, to know. You... you think but LA police went ah don't be don't be daft <laughs> of course it's your son we told you it is you're a terrible mother <laughs> go into this mental hospital <laughs> wow that escalated jesus yeah they put had her committed into a mental hospital because they, she was like this isn't my boy okay um <laughs> the actual the real walter collins never found okay over time uh, authorities came up, uh, started going with the theory that he was a victim of a convicted child murderer by the name of Gordon Stewart Northcott. Damn it, Gordon Stewart Northcott. I know, you dick. 
but whatever happened, uh, his body was never found. Uh, no one ever found out really what happened. And the bit that's more, hmm, mm -hmm. never been established with any certainty why the police <laughs> really wanted to make it, this is your son, why they wanted to cover up the fact that that kid had gone missing and that they bought a different child and went this one. Where do you get a spare child? That is another bit of mystery, I suppose. I mean, there's orphanages and things. I don't have that bit of information in front of me, and 2008 was a long time ago. Yeah. But, yeah. They tried to convince this woman and the world that her son Walter was back when he was not Walter. Whoa. Why? Who knows? Ah. Jesus. That's so weird, especially to be like... No, this is your son. Get in the loony bin. It's like what the? F it's your son. <laughs> Shut up. We've told you. We've told you this before. Because what would you have to gain by it? By Saying it being it ostensibly a solved case, it, even if it meant that the, the woman gets locked up, which makes it more of an interesting case. If you're trying to cover something up, you're bringing attention to it by this, locking this woman up because you know us two goons are talking about it several years later. And like that's that's the worst thing that could happen. Um, well, about a hundred years later, but yeah. Oh, sorry. When? Two thousand. Nineteen twenty-eight. I thought you said two thousand eight. The movie came out in two thousand. The movie came out in two thousand eight. Yes. That's got more to do with the case than us talking about it. Like. Sorry. A little yes. bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, that's wild. Spooky, right? Especially that you have to source an extra child. So what the hell happened to the kid once the woman got locked up? Did the kid go into care? Uh, I do not have that bit in front of me. And they, as I said, 2008 was a long probably, time ago. I don't remember the movie. I probably didn't write it down. That's wild, man. Yeah, I, did, I didn't write it down. Uh, to be honest, I didn't think that that was going to be a question. No. It's a good question. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, no, And cool. hey, I don't want to have all the fun for you. No, I've got to. I've got to do some googling for myself. Do some digging yourself, and you'll get you'll get more out of it. Uh, Spicy Chai in the in the chat tells us that uh, they've identified another John Wayne Gacy victim, which is wild. Yes, I I've... did, and that's why I got rid of all of my John Wayne Gacy stuff for today. Oh, really? I I didn't fancy a uh, little too kind. You know, it felt a little bit. Yeah, I thought clown murders from the eighties were going to be fine, but no. Yeah. Uh, real Halloween spirit. We've got some more. <laughs> I um, more buddies turning up. I get my morbid news from last podcast on the left, so I imagine that's going to be uh, the center of attention for the next episode or so. Um, jolly good. Um, yeah, well. Ben, do you Would have you like an, another? I'd like another brief story. Mystery. There's a slight lag here, so when I when I gesture Ben into stuff, he we talk at the same time. <laughs> Can't be avoided. A little bit. A little bit. Go on, what you got? Um, 2007, one year before the film. Chris, <laughs> Chris, Clint Eastwood made that film. A girl roaming a beach in British Columbia found a shoe. Oh, lovely. Lucky her, you might Free think. shoe, yeah, man. Looked in the shoe. Some bloody bugger had left their foot in there. Oh, no. That shoe's too full. <laughs> Occupied-o. 
occupied. Someone's shoot. in here. Uh, since then, a number of feet have washed ashore on British Columbia. That's, honestly, that's the opposite of what I thought you were going to say. What, the rest of them? I thought you were going to say the rest of a body sans foot, not more nope. feet. Well, it's, nope. Are they all left feet or something, or is it just any feet? Uh, the feet have been connected to five men, one woman, and three of unknown sex. So that's many feet. That's too many feet. Throughout the years, um, some people have just chucked fake feet in there. Whatever. Sure. Yeah, um, whatever keeps you... Uh, keeps you whatever keeps you going. Yeah. But uh, the case has never been fully solved. Wow. There's, uh, theories. Uh, one... Uh, one of the feet in 2008 matched DNA to a man who was described as suicidal. Um, death they were by able to match death by cutting two other your feet foot off. To... Yeah, this doesn't feel yeah. like suicide. Cut your foot off. Yeah. Uh, two other feet were matched to a woman who also believed to commit suicide. Right. So you know, maybe people jumped off of the bridge or off of a bridge, and. They died and bits have just washed up. However, that face that you're pulling, I agree with. It's only feet. Yeah. It's not a lot, and it's only feet. Yeah. Some people think that there was a plane crash. Uh, the shoes were all manufactured before 2004. Mm-hmm. So there are people who think that it might have been the uh, Asian tsunami, the Boxing Day tsunami. Okay, fine. But again... Only feet. Yeah, no, that's that's something else. Like, because you don't mm -hmm. just have, you have. You there, there is more to people than feet. There's a lot more people than just feet. I mean, there's other bits of them. There's nearly twice as many feet as there are people. Almost. Almost. That's proper weird. Where was that in uh, L.A.? Uh, this was British Columbia. British Columbia. Interesting. It's British Columbia from two thousand and seven. Onwards. I mean, really interesting, but I don't know where to put that information. Like, no, nor do I. <laughs> I just don't know what to do but with it. But have fun know. with it. Thank you so much. I will try. Um, Rad, I have got for you the story of Dorothy Arnold. Tell me, Liam. Tell me of Dorothy. Here's the facts, yo. Here are the facts. New York, 1910. Fact. <laughs> That's fact one. Bank it. Fact number one. We got one fact. Put it in there. 25-year-old Dorothy Arnold. That's fact number two. Bank it. 25. Um, socialite and heiress to a perfume fortune. It rhymes, and that's fact number three. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ditch the fact bit now. In the morning of December 12th, Dorothy left the Manhattan family home, telling her mother she was looking for an evening gown. There was a party, so she needed new clothes. Uh, she was heading downtown. She had about $30 on her. Which, uh, I did the maths, I did some Googling. That is more than $750 in modern money, about, 500, about 550 pounds, or 86,000 yen. Dorothy stops at a grocery store and then a bookstore. Presumably the police spoke to people and found this out. Uh, and then she runs into a friend, Gladys King. Gladys was also going to this party, so I guess they talked about clothes for a bit. Uh, that's a joke about class, by the way, not gender. Uh, Dorothy leaves, 
she tells her friend that she's meeting her mother for lunch. Gladys was the last person to talk to Dorothy that we know of. Spooky music. Uh, Dorothy did not come home that night, so the next morning, the family started to worry. Uh, they weren't big warriors, so they were like, ah, she should be here, but she's not. Meh. Um, <laughs> they started wor worrying the next day, and they began contacting private investigators, uh, which is funny that they didn't even go to the police, because I guess they just had infinite money from all that perfume. I mean, let's be honest, some, some of the things we've learned about the police just doing this, they weren't that great back then. Yeah, no, not in uh, the very early 1900s. Uh, the private investigators checked hospitals, morgues, um, and they spoke to Dorothy's friends. Uh, they also had associates in Europe who checked boats disembarking for America. No Dorothy. Eventually, just before Christmas, the family went to the police and also had no luck. So in late January, they went public. They were kind of a rich, well-known family, so people sort of did care. It would be like a Kardashian going missing or something, I guess. Dorothy's parents just very quickly came to terms with the fact that she was probably dead. So in April, that same, that same year, so six months later, they wrote her out of the will in six oh, months. Oh, that doesn't sound suspicious, yeah, well, does it? It doesn't at all, does it? They were just like, ah, no, dead. I'm she dead. going to have a sip of mystery rum and see if I can't <laughs> figure this one out. Um, mm. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was better than the witch's gin, but then it just happens again. Oh, you can breathe it in. Go on. You've got a lot of faith. You've got I'm so no, much I'm faith. no clearer with this mystery. Oh, that's a shame. So six six months later, the family were just like, she dead. Let's make sure that the ghost doesn't get any money, I guess. And then February of 1911, so a year and two months after she disappeared, uh, the mm. father received a postcard sent from New York, and it said, I am safe. And it was signed by Dorothy. Mr. Arnold insisted it was fake. I guess he didn't want to rewrite his will. But he just, for, whatever, very time consuming. for whatever reason, he was like, nah, that is not my daughter because it can't be because she's dead. So that concludes the facts. Those are all the things we know for sure. There were at least five of them. I stopped counting, So, but probably. Uh, theory number one is... Uh, that she disappeared to Europe under a different name. There were a bunch of flyers for cruise ships in her room and they contacted the cruise ship companies and they said, well, no, no one booked under that name. Um, so if she did go to Europe, she used a different name. If she did run away, she would have left all of her valuables behind, sentimental stuff, jewellery, money. $30 was a lot of money, mm -hmm. but not enough to start a life with, especially when you have access to perfume money Lots right if, if you get if you're going to disappear you, you make up a proper lie and get money and then leave because people didn't mm -hmm. check stuff back then you can just run away with actual money so maybe she did run away but like i don't know i don't really buy it uh theory number two is a uh is a runaway secret marriage dealio uh there was a chap uh, called George Griscom Jr. He was about 20, 
uh, 15, 20 years older than Dorothy. Uh, Doroth Dorothy liked him, but her parents did not like him, which is how it goes sometimes. Uh, they met up a few times in person, and they met up once a couple months before her disappearance. So that, that's a solid theory. That's a solid lead there. Um, I but, mean, I'm sure they saw other people. Yeah, maybe. Um, but George was on a family holiday when Dorothy went missing. So if she did run away, they didn't run away together. And George hired his own private investigator to investigate her disappearance as well. Which, if it's a decoy, it's a genius decoy. I don't know if anyone was that smart back in the early 1900s. I don't know. Um, there's a further theory. The murder theory. Uh, in 1916, there was a dude called Edward Glenn Norris who was serving... Sounds like a wrong one. He sounds like a wrong one. Well, he was. Uh, he, was ex he was serving time in Rhode Island State Prison for attempting to extort a clergyman. If you, if you do it, if you extort a clergyman, it's not a crime. If you try to and fail... Yeah. Um, somehow, in, while he's in prison, he sees God and decides to come clean to the warden about his involvement in what he believed to be the Dorothy Arnold case. Um, he says that in 1910, he was asked to help two chaps called Benoit and Little Louis uh, move an unconscious woman. The only thing Glenn Norris enjoyed more than extorting clergymen was not asking obvious questions, so of course he helped out. A day later, he was told that the woman had died. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That got more of a laugh than the uh, industrial alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I, I think because with the alcohol, I was like, someone's going to try and drink some. So when you said, oh, they were drinking it, yeah. Not surprising, but no, I didn't say they were drinking. Need, I, I need you to help. I need I, you, yeah, but the implication no, the implication was that they were pouring it over the uh, printing press because it was industrial alcohol. Oh, I thought you were saying that the printing industry needed a lot of alcohol because no. you know, journalists and creatives. No, I was saying they were pouring it over a machine because it was industrial alcohol. Why would they pour it over the machine? Because it's a fucking joke, Ben. It didn't well, it really make sense, Liam. Think about these things. Jokes no. should not just be funny; they should be fact. 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 I'm gonna fucking kill you. Factually <laughs> incorrect. I'm gonna accidentally no, kill you. That's how you're gonna die. I've decided. Ben Warren, little Louis, to help move my unconscious body, and he will ask no questions. Ha ha! Funny, funny. Yeah, we're gonna make all kinds of jokes when you're dead. It's gonna be great. I miss being in the same room as you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that sounded almost as if it was attempting to be threatening. I just had an overwhelming urge to give you a cuddle. Yeah, I know. It's hard, isn't it? It's yeah. tough Ooh, to be yeah. a man. A day later... <laughs> so this woman's dead. Just to, right. just to bring the mood down. Yeah, it's tough to be a man. Anyway, this woman's <laughs> this dead. This woman totally died. It's not hard to be a woman. You just die. Um... <laughs> you get you get moved, you get knocked unconscious, you get moved, you die, like circle of life in it. They she moved this un they moved this unconscious woman and a day later she just sort of dies. So he was paid to then bury her to like get in this house, uh chip a big hole in the concrete floor in the basement, and then just, just fucking bury this woman. Uh and they were paid by a wealthy looking man. Police inspected the house that Glenn Norris described 
and while there was evidence of broken concrete on the basement, there was no corpse and no evidence of human remains. So, probably didn't happen. The other, the other theory that I was talking to Laura about this, and she, she quite rightly um, mentioned that back in the early 1910s, if you wanted to get an abortion because there was no sex ed, people just sort of got pregnant, and we don't really know how, because uh, they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I know. I how. bet it was not enough church. It was probably not enough church, not enough fear of God in you. Um, Strict and aggressive religion. Yeah, that's what you that's need. That's the way to do it. Uh, it's Catholicism, that's what keeps you pure. It was really hard to get an abortion, but really easy to get pregnant. So the wealthy people would quite often go to like a, um, a dodgy doctor abortion dealio, and you probably would die. Like odds are, like Texas, which is technically an abortion because that baby would not get born. So, just kind of a long ass, long winded uh, way of achieving that. Um, so it, it's entirely possible that when she met up with this, um, what was his name? What was his name? George Griscom. When she met up with George Griscom Junior, uh, it's entirely possible that they totally knobbed, and then she got pregnant, <laughs> and then she died when they tried to get rid of the baby. So that, that's possibly the most likely thing, especially because her parents were so quick to go, ah, she dead. Let's get her out of the will. And then how was the um, the uh, the father so sure when he got a letter saying, I'm safe? Like, no, that's a forgery because I killed her. I mean, uh, nothing. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't know what a postcard is. She has no hands because she's dead. No, that's worse. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that's the most likely thing, is that um, her family, like, were co not complicit in her death, but they tried to get that little thing aborted. They and, killed uh, her. They killed her dead. Or they killed her dead for fun. Um, we did agree to keep it light. <laughs> I mean, I we didn't we do the John Wayne Gacy stuff. We didn't stuff. do the John Wayne Gacy stuff. It's all good. Um, so that's the story of... Um, and it oh, is, Dorothy I know Arnold. this is technically a Halloween episode because the podcast is coming out after Halloween, but this is meant to be our spooky episode. The podcast goes out on, on Halloween give Day. You chills and things. The podcast goes out on Halloween Day. It's just that most people are partying on Friday, Saturday this year. Well, I was wrong in what I said. And what's scarier than fucking up in front of people? <laughs> Not having an editor, I suppose. What's scarier Thanks, than Laura. A, scarier than a white man sprouting non truths. Ben, do you have a game? I do have a game, Liam. Thank you so much for asking. What we've got... I, I wrote down serial killer do's and don'ts. Oh, okay, that'll do, yeah. So what I've got here is I've got four serial killers. Mm -hmm. I've got three facts about them. Uh, one of them is utter nonsense. Okay. And it's your, your go, it's your game, it's yeah. your place... Job. ...to figure out which, which is nonsense. I'm going to call this game... Serial killer or just plain filler? Some of them ate people. Yep. Keep it light. <laughs> Keep it bubbly. Keep it fresh. Couldn't think of a tagline, so... No. Right. <laughs> Are you ready to play? I'm so ready, man. You, Give me. You're thrilled? You're excited? I... Yes, actually. Jeffrey Dahmer. Keep it light. <laughs> Known across America. Of course. Wait, which bit of America? 
Shut up. <laughs> for the pranks that he used to play at school. Okay. You wouldn't be worried about anything else, would you? No. It's just a fun little prankster. Mm. Good old Jeff. Mm-hmm. He used to do two of these three things. He would, whilst at school, flood toilets. He could bar like a sheep during class. And occasionally, fake epileptic fits. Okay. Which one do you think that he didn't do? So the, the flooding of toilets thing is, is quite a common thing that you see in, um, uh, I think, a lot of uh, especially um, Hollywood-style films, as a prank you do when you're a kid. Uh, that, that's sort of a, a mainstay. Uh, barring like a sheep is a bit weird, but not out of the realms of uh, possibility. The epileptic fit thing see, sounds a little familiar, because I do, I do listen to my uh, true crime podcasts. Um, I thought you were going to say, because I do suffer from epilepsy. I, I do like to emulate my uh, my heroes slash serial killers. I think I get the impression that like serial killers tend to have a thing about attention and, mm -hmm. and be, being people that do stuff and being the centre of attention. So I wonder if like um, faking epileptic fits would be uh, the way to do that. I also wonder if what if he was actually epileptic and this could be a, a cunning Ben a Ben style ruse. Where a little no, ben no, ruse for a little, little Ben ruse, a Ben flavored ruse, um, little Pearson trickery. You can get them uh, sour cream and chive, spicy hot, or Ben flavored ruse. I'm really hungry for crisps. That was on Bake Off last night. The Ben flavored ruse. <laughs> ben flavored ruse. Yeah. Soggy bottoms all round. Um, oh, if you're lucky. Because of the cum. Um, <laughs> keep it light. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wonder if he was actually epileptic as a kid. I'm going to say that the, um, the, the flooding the toilets thing is the fake thing. I definitely have the munchies. Um, I'm going to say it's the, the toilet flooding thing, uh, because I think that that's something that is quite believable if you're going to make up, um, pranks that someone did in a school, you'd go, oh yeah, that's believable. We've seen that in films. So I'm going, uh, the toilet flooding is the thing that did not happen. You're correct, Liam. You know, know your serial killer from your filler. He did not flood toilets. I put that in as a silly little thing. Silly little he thing. He did fake epileptic fits. Um, okay. He barred like a sheep. Um, he also broke into the headmaster's office and played classical music over the intercom, inspiring that scene from the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Fun. That's not true. I wrote it and I thought that it was really funny and <laughs> wanted to use it. Good for you. I totally believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been good though, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, Mr. Bum Bum. Everybody's cheeky, chappy, favourite, handsome yeah. boy. Yeah. He was. Did handsome. you know that Ted Bundy... Uh-huh along with his faults, was a little bit of a hero. Of? Which which of these things did old TB not do? Okay. Did he save a drowning child? Uh-huh. Did he stop a house fire? Uh-huh. Did he return a woman's purse after she was accosted by a thief? He did two of those things. One thing he did not do. Because Bundy was quite charismatic, wasn't he? He he was the one he um he represented himself in uh, in court, mm -hmm. and when 
and the, the judge said something like he he went out of his way to say he did a really good job defending himself and yeah, it was a pleasure yeah. to it was real weird yeah he was just unnecessary just um handsome man powers all over the place uh just using that and they say white privilege isn't a thing <laughs> i yeah i i think he he was very sort of charming outwardly because i think he knew that was the kind of character that he could play and he could get away with a lot or he did get away with a lot of stuff for a long time um mm-hmm. based on his level of charm but i don't know if it it's the sort of thing where like he would actually be a good person probably a good person so that that middle one was um saving someone from a burning house um saving drowning child yeah stopping a house fire right and um returning the purse of a woman who had been accosted by a thief i mean he did two of these things yeah i mean i mean they're all quite high effort if i'm honest Mm. It's not like putting a couple of quid in the charity tin. No. I'm making eye contact with the cashier while you do it so they know. Me. I put the money in. Spicy Chai Bunny is telling me to go for the purse one. And because I'm I'm not sure that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. We've got some drama because that's not right. Uh, He did do that. I'm going to block Spicy Chai Bunny. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm just going to throw it your punishment my... for being wrong. No emojis for you. Uh, he saved oh, a damn, child. Okay. He um, helped the woman get. He returned the purse after a woman was robbed. He did not stop Didn't a, house a house fire. fire. Okay. That I made yeah. up. Yeah, he did the horrible things. He did do those things. Yeah. He also started uh, the charity Bundy's Bunnies, <laughs> um, collecting money for service still, animals. Is it still running? It's not real. Oh, oh, for fuck's sake. Bundy's Bunnies, <laughs> the service animal charity. I don't know. Well, like guide rabbits. <laughs> Christ. I'm like, you're. The information I'm giving about these horrible people at the end, predominantly falsified. I will bear that in mind and definitely forget for the next one. <laughs> um, Ed Kember. Oh, yeah. I've got. <laughs> Jenny just got a little note next to it in brackets. Weird. He was huh. weird. Huh. Ed Kember did, did two of these things are true. One of them not. When Ed Kember turned him Ed Kember turned himself in, mm-hmm. rang the police, told what he'd done, and then he stood in the phone box that he'd called the police from and waited to be arrested. Okay. He shares a name with a DC villain. And he read Star Wars to the blind. Okay. Turned himself in. Oh, those were the out. things. Those were the things. Oh, right. Turned himself in and chilled out in a phone book, boat phone booth for a while. Yeah. Read Star Wars to the blind. Yeah. Or shares a name with a villain from Detective Comics. So... Ed Ed Kempner was it? Ed Kember. I will Kember. say that the the name could be shared. Could be a nickname that he has. Okay, so so it's not actually his. Uh, so it's, it's not the name Ed Kemp Ed Kember. 
So no, I don't think I don't Ed think Kemba that there is Ed Kemba in DC Comics. Right? Yeah, no, that's that's the thing I wanted to check. But that okay. one could be nonsense. So he so he maybe he might have had a nickname that's shared with DC Comics. Uh, implicitly, then he could he have had a nickname from DC Comics. Like, could he have asked his mates to call him the Joker, like an Batman. absolute bell end? So there's that one. There's uh, calling the police and standing in the phone box until he was arrested. Chilling out in the phone box. I mean, that's not like that's 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 not unbelievable because like, well, you're going to be arrested. Like, shall I meet them halfway? Do I walk to the police office? To the police office? Eh, to the police station? Same as like, they can come here. I mean... They can do their job. You yeah. Get your ass over here, you rascally police. Or he read Star Wars to the blind. Or he read Star Wars to blind people. I don't know if you'd... What year was this? 80s? In the 80s. So the Star... Yeah, okay. Well, I... I mean, that, that was a stupid question because the Star Wars films came before, like, anything else. I would say no earlier than the first Star Wars movie coming Agreed. Out. So if you were blind, could you not just go see the movie? Right? So that, that's the one I'm going for. And for what... Even though Spicy Chai Bunny agrees, I'm going to stick with that one in spite You're of gonna that. You're going to stick with what you think that Ed Kemba... Reading Star Wars to the blind yeah. did not happen. I yes. You've got to stop listening to Spicy Chai Bunny. God damn it. He did. Oh. He oh. read hundreds of books on audio tape. He read for them blind on... people. He read them. Oh, so he recorded the audio tapes. They were recorded the audio right. tapes for blind people to listen ah. to. He does not share a name with a DC villain. Okay, it's something else, isn't it? However, uh. he was known as the Mad Titan, as was Thanos from the Avengers. Ah, it's one of them little Pearson brand. It was a little, little twisty. Little rascally man. Because <laughs> I thought if I'd say he shares a name with Thanos from the Avengers, you were probably just going to say that that was bollocks. Yeah. And I wanted a bit more game yeah. element to the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also modelled his moustache so he could look like the Colonel from KFC. <sighs> Sounds like a dick. He didn't do that. That's bollocks. I don't think he did oh, that. Oh, for fuck! I forgot. I forgot again. I told you I would. <laughs> oh no! You'll be telling me he killed people next. You silly bollocks. Um, we have one more. You Jolly can't good. win, but you could draw. Oh, wonderful. Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Didn't tell you three things? Say it's the same formula. I don't have to explain it to you, do I? No, I think I got it by now. Charles Manson. Wanted to be a musician, like the Beatles. Yeah. Um, he believed that clouds rained when they were sad. His mother once traded him for beer. Okay. Um... Sorry. Picture of beer, a not like a beer. click click picture. Yes, you can't a drink jug that. jug picture. Can't drink an emoji. Um, so he wanted to make music like the Beatles. He um, he thought that clouds were crying, and his mother traded him for a oh, pitcher yeah. of beer. Um, I'm pretty up to date on my Manson facts. He did absolutely want to be a musician. He hung out with uh, the drummer from the Beach Boys, and he had like a recording. He like stole. 
opportunities for uh, record uh, companies and stuff. Like he, he used to hang out in studios. He recorded some stuff. There is Charlie Manson music available. It's objectively music. Um, so he did. So I, I want to sort of dub, um, dig into your meaning a little bit there because he he did want to be the Beatles for a bit, but then he sort of turned against the Beatles a little bit. So like, I kind of want to know how specific your meaning is there in regard to that first one. So like... I can repeat it. Yeah, go on. That'll do. He wanted to be a musician like the Beatles. Are you saying he wanted to be a musician? Here's an example of the musician, the Beatles. Or he wanted to be a musician in the same vein as I the will Beatles. <laughs> he liked the Beatles okay. and wanted to be a musician because of such this. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, so no, he did. That that's that's basically true. He he started out wanting to be the Beatles and then eventually decided to not like the Beatles. And that's where uh, Helter Skelter comes from. He wanted Go to click off he, he wanted to kick off a class war and he thought that misspelled Beatles lyrics was the way to do that. A uh, class war, excuse me, a race war. Slightly different. So then uh, he thought that clowns he was full of dumb hippie faux bullshit, uh, dumb faux hippie bullshit. Like uh, clouds crying and stuff, and like if you hear him talk, it's just absolute madness. Um, I believe that his mother did trade him for stuff, but I'm gonna say this is another classic Ben Pearson ruse. Uh, his mother traded him for heroin or something instead, or like a can of beer or something that is not quite the same as a pitcher of beer. That's what I'm going for. That's what you're going for. Should have listened to Chai Bunny on this one. He, God damn he didn't it. think that clouds were sad. Oh, no. What do you think they were doing? Uh, probably rain. Something else. Just rain. He didn't have any thoughts on rain. He said a lot of stuff. You can never know for sure. That's true. I mean, he was a big fan of the Beatles. Yes. That led him to learn to play guitar in prison and stuff like that. His mum did trade him for a pitcher of beer. Yeah. In my brain, it looks very much like The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> onto, onto the bar, behind the counter, into the uh, till. There you Train. go. Shove him in there. Oh, wonderful. Um, I didn't win. Fact, if you, I didn't win. If you uh, take the swastika that he's got tattooed on his forehead, you stretch it out, put it on his head, get rid of the hair. He was actually the archetype for Charlie Brown in the Peanuts comics. I'm going to say false. There you are. Do you, do you remember the formula about how the last thing I say is always a joke about them? Yes. Cool. I do now. I, now it's over. We'll I do. give people money if they can bring me proof that that's actually true. And <laughs> nope, Charlie Brown was based on Manson. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, Liam, I think Charlie Brown. I think Peanuts predates Manson. I'm not sure. Oh, I didn't research that bit. No, why would you? Yeah, I One do suck. Four. That's all right. I mean, I was Turns never going to. I didn't I have to win. panic about not being able to do that roundabout Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, the only thing I had was might have been a lady. Yeah, Jacqueline the Ripper. Hmm. What about that? And French. <laughs> yes, uh, oui, Jacqueline de Ripier. Je m'appelle Jacqueline le Ripier. <laughs> um, I apologise for my terrible French and woman impersonation. That was a French woman. <laughs> 
No, yes, in the room with us. Jesus. Spooky. Send her away. Um, shall we do good news and plug? I think we should do good news and a plug. I'm going to see if the button works. The conversation at the podcast. I'm gonna. I'm just going to really quickly plug the mixtape again. That that's my um. That's my good news. Oh shit! Yeah. Because because it's great and I'm really proud of it. I'm just going to shove a link in the in the chat. Um, if you are on Spotify, in fact, whatever music platform you use, Deezer, Amazon, Apple Music, they're all fine. Um, there is uh, the Conversation Hat mixtape up, and it's available to listen for. If you do a little search for the Conversation Hat, then mixtape uh, volume one will appear. It's a cartoon of me and Ben being chased down the street. It's on screen right now, which is super helpful. Yeah. Uh, me and Ben being chased uh, down the street by uh, the hat. I'm, uh, I'm really happy with what, what we've done there. Um, what would be super, super, super cool is if you uh, you listen to it, if you like it, which you probably will because it's awesome, uh, tell a friend. Tell a heckin' friend. Share, you it. Know? Share it around. Um, tell an enemy. Whatever platform you use, what would be incredibly helpful is if you stuck it in some playlists. So just stick it on your daily rotation, add it to a playlist when you go for a jog, when you go for a drive, when you just sit there and get stoned out your mind, like whatever. Me Let's singing honest, about we how weird audience. hands are is going to be really helpful the next time you're high. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't think it'd be good drunk music. I think it would freak people out. <laughs> That's my good news. Thank you for listening. I know quite a lot of you have already, so I'm, I'm really uh, appreciative about that. Uh, there is not uh, physical media available, but if you want to do what Disappointed Dragon do and post me a cassette, I will burn it onto cassette with you. I'm probably going to improvise a short story on the B-side as well for fun. Big old shout out to Disappointed Dragon for doing that. Yeah, man. I don't know what import tax is like from Canada, but as we know, that's part of America somewhere. Somewhere. I it's think the most the northern state. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Ben, do you have good news? Uh, man builds Halloween pirate ship in his garden. Incredible. Nine foot wide, 30 foot long. Made it out of scrap wooden pallets. He did it for Halloween. He's now dressed wow. as a pirate, having a whale of a, a, whale of a time. Because that's nautical also. Uh, my plug, Inside Job. It's an adult cartoon. It's on Netflix. It's really cool. It's the same dudes that did Gravity Falls. So if you like Gravity Falls, you'll probably like this. It's about spies. It's sweary. It's weird. And I like it a lot. Inside Job. Uh, Sweet Home's quite good. Oh, Korean yeah. horror like zombies, but instead people turn into monsters. It's different from things that you've seen. It's got some very similar tropes. It's interesting. It's quite fun. Ten episodes, about 45 minutes each. Where do you watch it? On Netflix. Netflix. Oh, also, I don't know if Midnight Mass. I don't know if I said that last time. If I did, I'm saying it again. Midnight Mass. Midnight Spooky Mass. Priest on an Island. Very good. Netflix. That was concise. Good job. Um, thank you so much for hanging out, wonderful people. Um, let me just do the uh, the, very, the spiel at the very, very end. Sorry, ben, where... I should have said evil. <laughs> ben, where are you online? Where can people find I'm you? Right here, baby. Bloody hell. Uh, Spike Pearson on Instagram. You can see pictures of me and things around me. That's what Instagram is. You can that also is. go to YouTube and watch all the Conversation Hat videos and stuff on there, which includes several videos of uh, for, for the song Hands. Yes. Mixtape one. There's, I think, seven videos now. Hands are weird. Um, I like the green one. The green one's a good one. <laughs> They're all my favourite. 
Thank you for the salt, Captain Buddy Seven. Uh, I am at LT Guitarist on all the things. I spend most of my time on Twitter for some reason. Uh, I do Twitch live streams as well because I'm mad. Uh, Conversation Hat is at Convo Hat Podcast on uh, mostly Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we do these live streams once a month. I also do a gaming stream once so a month. So you don't have to. So you don't have to. Uh, podcasts are released every two weeks. One of them is a podcast episode of this live stream, and one of them is not. Um, we have a Discord, which is a very cool place to hang out. It's a community for geeks, artists, and terrible people. So if you make stuff, or if you're a big old nerd, or if you're just the worst, uh, we would love to hear from you. Come hang out. It's a really cool place to be, and it's not like uh, having a conversation on Twitter where the world is paying attention. Uh, ben is now drinking Wizard Key, which is hard to say. Especially Wizard if you've had two ski. of them already. Wizard key. And finally, uh, it's thanks to our Patreon supporters that we can do cool stuff like live streams and we can have cool guests on the show. Um, and they've helped us develop the show over the years. Ben has a face of pain. <laughs> oh, that one wasn't as bad as the others. Oh, I've got a bit of a chills going. <gasps> I've got chills going down my spine. It must be Halloween. Huh. Um... So if you like this show, it'd, uh, it'd mean a lot if you uh, if you wanted to give us a little bit of money. Just a dollar a month will get you early access to shows a week early and uh, exclusive single question mini episode every single week. What I would love you guys to do as I set up a, uh, a little raid here, I would love it if... A little raid. If you've been listening to the show and presumably enjoying it, because why else would you be here, it'd be incredible if you gave uh, us a little positive rating on uh, whatever podcast app you use, uh, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Just give us a little little review. Tell us what you like about the show. Um, what's good about that is you tell us what you like and we will do more of it because ultimately we're here to entertain you. That's sort of the whole deal. So um, t tell us what you like and we'll keep doing it. Yeah? All right then. I'm going to press this raid button. Uh, we're going to go raid questing time. I'm not up to date on questing time, so I'm going to mute it because <laughs> I need to catch up. Um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, hanging out. As that, um, we love that, you, Pod Babies. We love we you love... even more if you're doing the listening to the live. Yeah, bye, peeps. Cheers and bye. <laughs> <laughs>